Hi, this is Landon Lofton. And this is Dr. Max Leaf. Authors of What Barfield Thought. You're listening to Pints with Jack. And how could we endure to live and let time pass as if we were always crying for one day or one year to come back? This is Pints with Jack, Season 6, Episode 50, Season Finale. Welcome, everyone. Here on Pints with Jack, we're reading our way through the works of C.S. Lewis. I'm David, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Matt and Father Andrew. This season, we found ourselves among the stars, reading through the first of C.S. Lewis's science fiction trilogy, Out of the Silent Planet. But we are now back on Thalcandra, having finished not only the book, but also season six. And we will not cry for this past season to return, but today we will remember it, for a pleasure is full-grown only when it is remembered. You're here. <laughs> How are you doing today, gentlemen? Oh, I'm doing well. It's uh, it's great to look back at this season and to look forward to the next one and uh, lots of good stuff going on and uh, looking forward to some family time later on this Labor Day weekend that we're recording in and also I'm uh, planning a bunch of stuff in the fall, including a trip to the Wade Center uh, at the end of September and a trip to Camp Allen in October. And uh, I get to, a chance to marry a couple of friends who met through C.S. Lewis uh, the following week after after Camp Allen uh, Lewis Foundation retreat. So busy and good good season. How about you, Matt? I'm doing well. I I just got back from uh, Ireland. So this is recording uh, September 1st. And I was there, Notre Dame played Navy. Mm. This was a trip I had planned back in 2020. And then the pandemic stopped it. And so uh, this was a repeat game and it was just, it was so much fun. We went uh, about a week ahead of time and went to Galway, Killarney, Limerick, uh, my buddy and I from college, uh, who was my roommate at Notre Dame, and then went to the game. And so I'm doing well from that. I've started Dr. Bob Shute's book, Be Healed, which I'm really excited about. That was for newer listeners. That was inspired by Sister Miriam James, uh, a conversation I had with her. She has that beautiful book, Loved As I Am. And she can't praise Dr. Schutz enough and the impact that he had on healing some of the wounds and being able to experience Christ's love. And so I was very excited to get this book. I've had it for a while, actually, but it's, it, for various reasons, it's a good time to be going through that. And at the same time, with this fulfillment of all desire, it just feels like this wonderful cocktail of great stuff has been coming together. Been in a great routine. Uh yeah, so just feeling really good. Great. Well, we're going to be talking about what we've been reading in our next common room. So that will be at the end of September. So if people want to hear more about that, tune into our YouTube channel then. Oh, and I've got some good stuff for that too. Superb. Well, I'm enjoying an end of season Newcastle. I, I was tempted to go with Lafroy, but I just felt like a Newcastle today. What's everyone else drinking? <laughs> Well, because everybody else was drinking scotch, I pulled out the decanter, and I'm having a having a cull Ela twelve. But now you just you 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 you, you wimped out and, and went with the uh, went with the pint instead of the dram. So I may have to drink two drams today uh, to to make up for everything. I had uh, this off menu concoction by this mixologist in Ireland, and it was it was a twist on an old fashioned, but they mixed together six different scotch and whiskeys. 
And no, not six full drams of them, obviously. <laughs> but um, Lafroig was in there, and that was 100% the heaviest. I was going to say, if if that's in there, why bother putting in anything else? You're not going to be able to taste it. I was thinking that. You're going to bully everything else in the, in the glass. Yeah, as someone who knows Lafroig, I was like, all right, this is like 50 to 75% of what's dominating right now. Uh, but right now, I'm having a small bit of Macallan. I've pretty much given up. Uh, alcohol for a bit uh, uh, as I do this like routine and stuff and getting some really great sleep and so I'm going to have a Macallan taste and then I got spin drift today we're toasting our top tier Patreon supporter Robert G. Smith Robert as we turn towards the fall season may your spirits be uplifted we thank you for the way that you have uh, have supported us and lifted us up as well so to Robert G. Smith cheers 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 Okay, so gentlemen, now that we're wrapping it up, any thoughts about season six? This is just, I've really enjoyed this season. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened during the season. I don't think, let's see, uh, was I even a deacon when I started this season? Yes, I was. Yes, we've but, had um, the anniversary. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But lots of changes in my own life. A highlight was the mere Anglicanism conference, um, seeing a lot of, of folks Loved doing the Rowan Williams interview, but um, I think the biggest highlight has to be just the pleasure of doing this podcast with you guys. It's getting, it has just such positive reaction. And anytime I get to read carefully, David, I guess we can keep him around longer. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I'll keep sucking up. But, um, but the chance to read slowly and carefully and to explore things that I haven't explored, or even if I have just a chance to reread Lewis, um, he says somewhere that, that, um, rereading a a book isn't worth reading once if it's not worth being reread and just doing that with you guys, um, and taking it seriously and having everybody, you know, uh, jump into that too. Just, that's a real highlight for me. How about for you, Matt? Honestly, I had, as I was thinking about this, I don't know. I actually don't know what it was. I'll name a number of things, but this one did feel, I've loved every season, but I really did enjoy this one. Despite me probably still not thinking this is, I like The Great Divorce better. I like The Screwtape Letters better, but there's just something about this season. I don't know if it was us now falling into our groove, doing a book like this. I don't know what it was, but I really actually did enjoy this one quite a bit. And I'm very thankful that there were some incredible lessons. That's always important for me with a book. And so whenever I think of The Great Divorce, I think of Thy Will Be Done. Whenever I think of screw tape Letters, I think of habits uh, or obedience is incredibly important for uh, virtue in the face of feeling. With this one, I love the concept of the wisdom of death. I was just flying on a plane that had terrible turbulence. And I was like scared <laughs> out of my mind to die. And I was like, Matt, wisdom of death, wisdom of death. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I like that. I love the wonder and awe. Uh, kind of both from that medieval perspective, the medieval cosmos and, and doing that, but then also from like the finding beauty within creation, mm-hmm. the, re- the right relationship with it uh, and how sometimes, oh, we'll kill the animal, the animal might kill us. There's just a beautiful relationship with it. And so loved all that. Feel pretty spoiled. I liked my after hours a lot. I liked Diana Glyer. I loved Christiana Hale in the beginning to be able to talk to them about this. Uh, I loved Charlie Starr. I loved talking with uh, Dr. Joe Rigney to be able to do the Live Like a Narnian. Just re-listened to that one because it came out when I was abroad to listen on the plane ride. Oh, he had so much good stuff to say. 
Love the conversation with Lazo the Great. I mean, on Henry Nowen. That was fantastic. And then I would say too, I'm just enjoying the Slack community continues to be filled out. And every as as time goes on, there's always going to be people that support us and join the Slack community, but they're not joining the Slack community to join the Slack community. They're supporting us. And that's just a little bit of a byproduct. So as you go on, you get these this grouping that just continues to do more and more and more and get more and more active, this percentage of the supporters. And so it just continues to grow and to gain in robustness. And so, yeah, I think all of this, it just made it a really fun season. Felt like connecting with the audience well, uh, connecting with the Slack community, connecting with y'all. Well, and David, before you jump in, I think I just, I have to hold up a glass to you because, um, you know, every time I talk to another podcaster and your name comes up, you know, everybody just ooze and ahs. And um, I love how <laughs> responsive you are. And I love the fact that, that that your hard work and commitment, you know, keeps driving this thing and and your desire to improve and to provide, you know, a better podcast for our listeners. And, it you know, of course, we couldn't, absolutely couldn't do it without, uh, without you. So Matt and listeners, let's uh, raise a glass to David. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. I was thinking about that, actually. It's funny you say that. As I was you going have to, to drink the, after you cheers before you can talk. Well, I only have a limited. <laughs> I only have a limited quantity of this. But, uh, You're drinking to David. At least, <laughs> use at least that. I'll drink more for you. Sips. I'll get respect to Bigel for you if you can. <laughs> but it, I was thinking of this actually because listeners were already prepping for season seven, and David makes a, a, a ten minute YouTube video walking through a Trello board that's mapped out the entire season, every after hour, every Narnia month, Jack's bookshelf. George McDonald month. Then I also look on the side. I didn't actually click them, but then there's like season nine, season 10, season 11. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is just insane. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, I was joking with, I don't think this one has been released as a, as a time I say this, but we, we, we're talking with the, is it the, it's not the lesser known Lewis. What are the other? No, it's the CS Lewis book club. The CS Lewis book club, uh, those gentlemen. And we, we were talking about, actually David on that and how the only reason we're able to be like a podcast that would have a six figure budget without a six figure budget is because David is like an executive assistant that just runs it all for free. So in addition to Batesian rigidity, we have Batesian superlativity. (laughs) (laughs) Batesian superiority. There you go. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about my humility later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You never shut up about it, David, but you know, that's another thing. But obviously, it's been a very eventful season for me with the advent of Baby Lucy. And as for episodes, I'm really pleased that we tackled a book which many people hadn't read before. I thought Mm -hmm. that was particularly special. And Matt, you mentioned some of the interviews. We've had some really enjoyable ones. I liked the crossover with the Lamppost Listener and your one with the CS Lewis Book Club. And um, I've also had quite a few fun half-pint video sessions uh, with Justin mm-hmm. Briley, as well as the chap who made the Narnia chess set that my wife bought me. That'll be coming oh. out in September. So it will, have come up, it will have come out by the time this also publishes. And he's That's got a so discount cool. code if you want to get a chess board. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Uh, and I also loved the fact that a listener finally sent us drink that he had made himself. Matthew Boland oh. he sent us Ransom's Bitter. So here, here. can't thank that enough. Ransom's <laughs> Bitter was almost better than Till We Have Faces. <laughs> I'm already out of my drink, Andrew. 
<laughs> this is an hour and a half episode, dude. You were shooting way too low. What else, David? <laughs> well, this season, I actually also sent out surveys to everyone on our mailing list at the end of each series. Each time we finished a book or um, a Narnia month or Jack's bookshelf. And everyone's feedback has been invaluable. And I particularly loved the positive reception of our new series, Jack's Bookshelf. So that will definitely be making a return next season. One thing I did also want to add, for those of you who are detailed focused, you'll realize that we didn't have a McDonald's month this season. And I said we were going to. So that's been postponed to next season. But to make up for this omission, I am very pleased to announce that we commissioned something rather special. The Golden Key seems pretty much widely regarded as one of the best introductory works of George MacDonald in his corpus. And so we commissioned an audiobook narrator, Abigail Reno, who also happens to be a huge MacDonald fan, to produce The Golden Key as an audiobook exclusively for Pints with Jack. Mm. So that is going to be available free of charge to all Patreon supporters and will be appearing on your feed today. Cheers. Here, here, here. I I, I didn't... did I miss this text? That's a great idea. I did tell you, but it's okay. There was a whole series <laughs> of texts, but you know, some of us pay attention and, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. And David, just as a just as a thought, you, uh, David and I, listeners, um, are going to be in a couple of weeks uh, at the Wade Center together. And so, David, maybe what we should do is a quick little, maybe even video episode of Lewis's bookshelf with one of Lewis's actual books because they have 2,500 volumes of those at the Wade Center. And so uh, we can look through, have it requested, and it'll be waiting for us if if we'd like. Wonderful. Well, I've actually already made my requests, uh, but I can add a few more, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes, you can. So next up, we have another really important announcement. I'm sure many of you have heard of Tolkien Reading Day. It started in 2003 by the Tolkien Society to promote the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. And they have that every March 25th, which is the day of the destruction of the ring and also the day of the Annunciation. Well, we've been itching with envy for a while. And so we've gotten together with a number of content creators and organizations. And we are glad to announce that we are establishing the C.S. Lewis Reading Day. Participants include, of course, uh, Pints with Jack, All About Jack, The Inklings Variety Hour, The Lamp Post Listener, as well as Into the Wardrobe, the YouTube channel, and the C.S. Lewis Societies in Chattanooga, New York, California, Portland, and the C.S. Lewis Foundation. We put it to a vote as to what might be a good day, including Sidecar Day or the day of his passing, Uh, but we settled on Lewis's birthday. So we are thrilled to invite you to the first ever annual C.S. Lewis Reading Day on November 29th this year. On this day, we'll be posting quotation graphics on social media, recording special episodes with some crossover episodes as well, and we'll also be hosting a YouTube live stream Q&A panel. So get a drink and a Lewis book ready. We're going to want to see you join us for Lewis Reading Day, and we're going to blow this up even in its (laughs) inaugural year. Absolutely. I'm so looking forward to this. This is going to be sweet. This is another one of those things. I saw you planning all of this, but I don't think I read all the details. <laughs> this is going to be incredible to have this Q&A live stream. And if we can just get this out to so many people and even non-listeners, just people in all these different communities and just have 
a dialogue going on online, questions being asked, other people to hear it, then of course being able to, with those Q and A's are recorded, so then putting it up after for other people, needs to be incredible. Hmm. Yeah. No. Well, here's to Batesy and creativity. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on and uh, now look ahead at season seven and tell the people what we've got planned. Well, we obviously have to have a prelude uh, as we start kicking things off, and that's going to come in November. And it's going to be the last week in November. And so we'll have an initial episode just to say hi, because there will be a bit of a time off. Uh, and then we'll have an episode on November 29th to celebrate Lewis's birthday in the inaugural C.S. Lewis Reading Day. So that'll be kind of the prelude month. Then we'll begin from December 2023 to January 2024. Oh, man, I love this. I love this because this is how I started reading Lewis as an adult. As Advent season begins, we'll start our first book of the season, and the season next season will focus on C.S. Lewis's letters. Uh, we'll, in December, go through Letters to an American Lady, and in advance of that, I've sent to both of my co-hosts the first edition of that wonderful book. It was the first book that I read as an adult uh, of Lewis's. And then in January, we'll spend a couple of episodes on his incredible letters to children. We'll also go through his Latin letters, his correspondence in Latin to St. Giovanni of Calabria, uh, later canonized and, and made a saint by the Roman Catholic Church. I didn't realize the person who was corresponding to became a saint or canonized. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Because David, you gave me that book. I did. Uh, it was the first gift I ever gave you. Mm. <laughs> I read Other than half of it. the gift of my presence, obviously. <laughs> and and, and once again, the, the Batesian <laughs> humility. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, and the wonderful thing about that book, and we'll touch on it when we go through it, when Lewis writes to a clergy person, Sister Penelope, uh, St. Giovanni, um, there's a real vulnerability, even an emotional mm -hmm. vulnerability that you don't find with any other correspondent, even including Warney. And so I'm really looking forward to going through it. Also, the Martin Moynihan translation that we have of the Latin letters is really good. I worked on that for a project when I did a minor in Latin and um, Latin's excellent. So it's going to be a fun, a fun session. I just can't believe interacting with a live saint. Like a person becomes a saint, that that just so mind blowing to me. That would be so cool. That's because you haven't read uh, Weight of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> there are no ordinary people. Their most dull and uninspiring person that you meet may one day be an everlasting splendor or um, an infernal horror, something like that. Um, so yes, absolutely, we are all on our way to uh, to possible sainthood. And uh, should treat each other accordingly. Well, what else is coming up? What are we doing in February, Matt? Well, as David had mentioned, probably the best feedback we got from that survey was Jack's Bookshelf, which is a clever name in its own right. So it's already just a great concept. And that is going to be continuing in February. And we're going to be looking at the authors who shaped Lewis. If you guys didn't listen to those in this last one, the feedback would suggest you should. <laughs> <laughs> Batesy and shame. <laughs> and uh, this includes Plato, Edmund Spencer, and Charles Williams. Yep. Uh, maybe we can get um, or get some of those books and take pictures of them um, uh, for that month while we're at the Wade. Uh, we'll do George MacDonald Month, uh, March of 2024. And uh, so we'll finally have that, and I'm looking forward to doing that. What else, Matt? Well, then Narnia Month. And guys, this is going to be finally, this is coming in April, the last battle. 
Matt will have officially read all of the Narnia books. <laughs> I had another bit spoiled to me a little bit. I, I actually, I can't remember who it was, but someone had mentioned something about the last battle and I was like, yeah. You heard about how yet. Professor Kirk becomes Dumbledore, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tease me. Well, and then after we wrap up um, with Narnia Month in April, and by the way, I'm also, we have just put on the books. I don't know if I've even told you guys, we're going to do in Orlando, Florida at my home parish, um, a diocesan-wide open to the public C.S. Lewis conference at the end of April. And so maybe we'll do something live from there. So after we finish McDonald month uh, and Narnia month, then we'll take a month off. And in June, we'll start reading the next book in the Ransom trilogy. And hang on, let me grab my first editions. We'll read Paralandra. Yes. And of course, we'll be interviewing guests in our After Hours episodes throughout the season. And we should probably at this point clarify this isn't one massive like in between this book. Like this, this next season is the letters. <laughs> Just so people don't think, wait, are they spending s seven months before the next season book with all these intermediate? Like this next season is a very intentionally the letters. We wanted to do that. And then of course there's the usual things from Jack's bookshelf to Narnia month mixed in like any other season. So technically it feels it's a shortened season, at least the <laughs> core part is than a typical book. But the, the core of the season are the letters. Well, and I think that one of the reasons uh, one of the good reasons that we do that is anybody who's um, spent any anybody who's spent any time with the letters will soon find you kind of open up any volume of Lewis's letters and just kind of fall in. And an hour later, you're like, where did all of that time go? His letters are short. They're terse. Um, because he wrote so many letters, his style is really compacted, but in a really, uh, a, a really bright way. And so um, reading his letters, even in a shortened season, you kind of get a little sense of the breathless nature of Lewis writing the letters. And that I think is one of the great and enduring gifts that he leaves us, leaves behind is his letters. Well, what I'm excited for is I love our book seasons, obviously. And it's as a co-host or as a host who has to go through it slowly, it's really pleasurable and enjoyable. But what I also like are some of these seasons like the screw tape letters, particularly for the listeners that might want to just drop in and out. I think there's something fun about those kind of seasons as well. And so they just have a different flavor. So this one with these letters, it's like each of them will be a little bit distinct, be mutually exclusive topics. You can come in and get a profound wisdom on a singular episode. Uh, and so it's just a different style and format. And I think it's fun to be able to, to jump back and forth between the long marinated themes and then mm -hmm. the bum, 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 bum. Well, and one of the things that you see as you read the letters is if you pay attention to when they're written, they really feed into the books uh, as they're being written. And so I imagine that um, if we pay attention to when the letters, uh, the dates of the letters, we'll find some themes um, echoing in the books that we've done in the previous six seasons. Mm-hmm. We will definitely be consulting chronologically Lewis as we move through those letters. And to Joel Heck, you're here. Now, there are a few things I'd like to say about Patreon next season. Uh, following my interview with the creator of Inkling Candles this month, those of you who are top tier supporters will have already received an email from me about receiving your free candle. And next season, I'm planning on doing more with our patron supporters. There'll be more events, more bonus content, and some more gifts being sent out. And I'm actually currently working on something which is going to be sent out to the gold and platinum level supporters, uh, which should, actually should have been sent out before the start of next season. And one of the things that we've also started in, 
it's it's in the works. Uh, we've got a Lewis Scholar who's going to be producing some exclusive lectures for us, and those are going to be available to all of our Patreon supporters, whatever level. But for even those of you who don't support us on Patreon, we still have some fun gifts planned. My bookcase is getting kind of full, so each month I'm going to be picking a name at random from our email list and sending out a free Lewis-related book of your choosing from a, a list that I'll send you. And if you're listening and not currently subscribed to our monthly newsletter, you can sign up at pintswithjack.com. And one last thing about Patreon, we're going to be switching to subscription billing. And all this means is that if you're a new person, when you sign up for Patreon, you'll be charged immediately and then monthly on that same date, rather than on the first of the month. Patreon has been bugging me to do this for about the last year. And it says that this is what people expect anyway. So I'm finally getting sick of all of the notices for Patreon. So I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Great. Well, so how about we read a few of the podcast reviews we've received over the course of this season? I'll start with this one from Forever Patriot, who simply wrote, I just recently discovered your podcast and I am all in. (laughs) Yeah, not lukewarm. (laughs) I love it. And I've got another short one. Pete Smilly wrote a review where he described us as always well-prepared and produced. And so, Pete, I just wanted to say that I'll pass on your thanks to our audio engineers, Taylor and Sarah, because otherwise I'd be doing the editing and we definitely wouldn't be well produced. Got another one from a gentleman, Joseph Weigel, but I just want to focus on a lovely turn of phrase at the end, thanking us for sharing the real Lewis, Jack Untamed. It's like <laughs> screw tape unscrewed or screw tape uncorked. I don't remember Not a tame lion. Yes. Loki <laughs> Not a tame lion. Yes. Well, Dick Hanny says that Pints with Jack is the place to go if you want to go further up and further into Lewis's writing. David and Mac, Matt strike the perfect balance of depth and levity in this great podcast. Andrew Lazo, <clears throat> a consistent guest in the previous seasons, has, now has his own mic and elevates the show even more. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings the best beard game and air game. Well, we're working on that. We certainly sometimes get elevated. <laughs> Next one comes from Dill Thomas 123 is at a similar stage in our back catalog, clearly based on this. He wrote this review uh, titled Real Men of Genius. <laughs> you guys are too, too, uh, too young to remember that that was a beer, uh, an ad campaign. <laughs> what a great spiritually uplifting podcast. I started listening to Pints with Jack while mowing. <laughs> and now every time I'm doing something outdoors, I have a Pavlovian response needing to hear the soothing British voice that sounds like a molasses-coated, honey-flavored cough drop in my ears. Oh, and also the every... And also the every man other guy is pretty great too. I kid, but thank you for this treasure that really does help my spiritual life immensely. Keep up the great work. Side note, I'm only on season three, so if the podcast falters as I approach the present day, I will be sure to amend and admonish. Well... Let's well, hope wait that, till that doesn't Uncle happen, Andrew. especially on <laughs> Once he gets Uncle Andrew, he's going to be amending it and admonishing. Ah. Someone in Great Britain with a username Israel HLC is also a little further back in our episodes, and he hasn't even heard of Andrew yet. What Here's a terrible a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I never enjoyed podcasts until a friend told me about Pints with Jack, and now I can't stop listening to it. I love listening to David and Matt talking about this brilliant author. 
They are able to find a very good balance in the depth of the discussion and keeping it light enough for the audio format. Having just finished season two, I still have a lot to catch up, but this podcast is already bringing me not only the desire to reread all Lewis's books, but to study them with some of the materials referenced and maybe even write some comments myself. You know, I'm amazed when people, like how many people go back. I mean, I know our podcast is obviously very conducive to you hear it and then you want to go back to a season. But I mean, I'd assume the podcast feeds aren't super forgiving for having to go back to the beginning of the seasons. And so props to them. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We recently had a review from Miss Rachisos. And she also wrote from a pre-Andrew era. What we'd like to refer as the dark times. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. She says, long time lover of Lewis and enjoy the insights from these two on his work. Although David's lack of humility can be irritating, it's clear that they both have a great (laughs) grasp and hopefully respect for the material. Uh, Well, if you manage to make it to the end of season six, I'm really curious to know whether or not you think I've grown in humility over the last five or so years. (laughs) Well, I think that you have because my my arrival humbled you. And so, you know, and my, my surpassing humility really has helped you, I think, David. This isn't even pre, this isn't not only pre-Andrew, but this is, this is pre-marriage and pre-Alexander oh, and pre-everything. Yes. So All the things that you might be me. different. This is like <laughs> bachelor David versus husband, father David. Yeah. It might be very different. That broke you wide open, you mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, listener 310 Gem wrote us a review entitled Deep Dive into Lewis's Works. She said, love this podcast. The amount of research and detail that goes into each discussion is quite impressive. My only repre- request is to bring in Kristen more often. And uh, I say, here, here, Lazo Major, Lazo the Great. Um, she's actually traveling home for the weekend right now, but um, I sent her a picture of us recording and she <laughs> sends love not only to our listeners, but also to the boys. No. Mm. Lazo favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you start with Lasso, you can call her anything you want. <laughs> On Facebook, Lenny Hansen said, a few months ago, I devoured Out of the Silent Planet for the first time. Now I'm trying to reread along with you gents, but I can't slow myself down. The story demands to unfold. Mm-hmm. And now I need another copy because I too want to underline and make notes now. <laughs> oh. uh, pro tip for listeners, I have reading copies I have giveaway copies, I have to sell on eBay copies, and then I have my first edition copies. So you need at least four different bookshelves for your C.S. Lewis books. (laughs) And incidentally and completely unrelated, Andrew also has an eBay account if you need to buy those. (laughs) I still think, David, we we purchase like once a quarter or something uh, at cost one from Andrew and auction it off to our Patreon supporters or something. Something like that or maybe as a Patreon gift or something, I can do some book scouting for for someone. We're we're wide open to some of those possibilities. I feel like the Um, value of that would be huge because it's not just like first edition, Andrew sources them at such good prices and fair prices where if you were to go out and buy it on your own, you'd probably spend 3x whatever he finds it for. <laughs> and David, what day does this podcast drop? Uh, it's at the end of September. Okay. Last so week. what I may do, I've got a set a, a set of American first editions of, this, of the Ransom Trilogy. And so I may drop that on the day that this podcast drops. So 
you can uh, watch for that on eBay and, uh, and pick up a nice copy for yourself or someone else you love with the uh, Christmas season rapidly approaching. Yes, and my address is 52. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up, I've got Jonah, and he wrote the following. Simply delightful. Since discovering Pints for Jack about a year ago, my favorite podcast has become so much more to me than high-quality entertainment. It's become a standing date with my dear friends, David, Matt, and Andrew, and I'll include the formidable Kristen Ditchfield, have a way Ditchfield of Ditchfield Lazo. Ditchfield Lazo. Uh, we'll just leave it at Ditchfield. <laughs> They have a way of transcending their recording space and making you feel as though you're at the table in the midst of it all, absorbing the discussion while sipping your Earl Grey. While traveling, in the midst of a difficult week, or just starting the day off on the porch with coffee, Pints with Jack has become a refuge of personal comfort and religious inspiration. It's excellent, intelligent, often challenging, always charming, and endearingly personal. It's the highlight of my week. Every season just gets better. Thank you all for the happiness and friendship you bring to my week. P.S. I highly recommend becoming a Pints with Slack Patreon supporter. You'll make new friends and experience the joys of being a member of the Pints with Jack Slack community, where there's camaraderie and a fantastic discussions on all things from Inklings to the Eucharist to navigating the world of beverages. I am the Brute Squad, nice title, <laughs> in the United States wrote, Lewis did the incredible work of analyzing Christian beliefs in such a deep way, and these guys have pointed me toward the right bookshelf and then helped me unpack Lewis's writings further. If not for them, I may never have read The Great Divorce, which gave me such a different perspective on sin in my relationship with God that it really did change my life. Cheers. Now, this Cheers. individual, I am the Brute Squad, is highly intelligent human being, <laughs> clearly with superior taste of the books that transform lives. Yes, and he'll learn all so much more about all of those as he reads till we have faces. Andrew, read the next message. You can't bring him to that <laughs> because it's just not as poignant. Gabriel wrote us this touching message. And actually, listeners, this is part of why we pray for you regularly. Asking questions slash struggling with faith was the topic of this comment. The year is 2023. You served as a nurse at the bedside through all three waves of COVID. Your marriage is a wreck. PTSD has become your friend. You had to stop counting how many of your people died. The church abandoned you and closed her doors. You start seeking answers. C.S. Lewis didn't just write those Narnia books you loved as a child. He asked all the same questions you did and wrote about his own struggles through them and did it well. The guys at Pints with Jack are the kind of guys I'd love to have as friends. They are warm and approachable. You can easily imagine sitting with them and being part of the conversation. The friendship between them is as obvious as it is natural. Their scholarship is top shelf, too. This podcast has become my favorite morning commute. You won't regret spending time with them as they draw you further up and further in. Thank you, guys. Gabriel. And Gabriel, mm -hmm. thank you as well. And let's go ahead and consider ourselves already friends. And let's long mm -hmm. for the place either in this world or in the next when we can gather and have a pint and meet all of you in person. And stand side by side. Cheers. 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 In addition to listeners writing us reviews, we've had a lot of mail this season from lots of different countries, which I love. I love when I see these reviews or these messages. We have a, a communal area where we funnel them all into. And it's just, it blows my mind some of these countries that these come from. 
So let's share some of the ones that we have received. And in preparing for this section, I had to chop down so many, so many messages didn't get included and each of them hurt as I was cutting it out. Uh, we've just had so many words of encouragement from listeners, Michael Doss, Mary Margaret, Debbie Pulliam, Don Sutter, Elizabeth Kelsey, Matthew Burr. Uh, and it's like, it was so, it was so hard to work out, oh, which ones do we, do, do we share? Um, Rebecca, she sent us a lovely message describing us as young Walter Hoopers, which I think is high praise indeed. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this recently, but I've built a chat bot that helps me generate all of the show notes and I've named him Walter. So um, in a sense, Walter is working for Jack still, just through us. <laughs> to Walter. <laughs> <Not> for us. <laughs> um, apparently, she also knows one of Douglas Gresham's sons. And uh, she also asked if she could take some of our uh, C.S. Lewis notes, translate them in Chinese, and put them on her website, merevariation.com. So we're in Chinese now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the end of uh, Narnia, when they go to Aslid's country, they discover what I consider the perfect definition of heaven. It's Narnia and England. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it'll take, uh, the, it'll take eternity. It'll take heaven to um, to explore the goodness of God as it's revealed in his people. And so I hope that we can have a few years in heaven where we have a little pints with Jack corner and we'll have um, <laughs> chips from the king's arms and a pint of bitter and uh, and a chance to meet all of you and, and, and glory in God's graciousness towards us all together. And Turkish delight if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, one was. common theme among some of our listeners is that they feel like they don't have anyone locally that they can talk to about Lewis's work. And so they find listening to us makes them feel like they're part of a community of friends. And absolutely, you don't need to say that uh, you feel like you would like to be friends with us. If you're listening to us, you are our friends. <laughs> hmm. Let me say something about that. And I know I don't want to run long, but um, <laughs> I... <laughs> years ago, uh, okay, I actually okay, spent Andrew, some time. I'm going to get another beer. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, years ago, I spent some time working for a band called Over the Rhine. Their first album was called Till We Have Faces. And uh, I roomed with, I lived to the gracious hospitality uh, of the guitar player. I, I lived at in Rich uh, Hordinsky's house. He was the guitar player of the first iteration of that band. Um, we're all Lewis lovers. And um, Rich used to talk about Jack as if he lived down the street. It was Jack this and Jack that. And that's where I really kind of got the habit of calling Lewis Jack. Um, a few years later, I had gotten to know Douglas Gresham and mostly through correspondence. And um, I felt guilty and presumptuous. And I emailed Doug and I said, hey, I have my you know, caffeinated lamppost society. And I talk about Jack this and Jack that. Should I withhold? Should I stop doing that? And he said, if Jack were alive today, the two of you would likely be friends. And maybe he is, and maybe you are. <laughs> so in that same spirit, I uh, welcome you all as already friends, some of whom we've never met, never met Matt in person yet until uh, until later on this year. Um, and yes, let's consider ourselves friends and let's take Doug's invitation and call him Jack as well. Mm -hmm. And actually, this this next message is a really good example because Emmy sent us a message saying that she often listens to us after a long day at work, unwinding with a glass of wine, which sounds wonderful. But she then goes on to say something horrible. She says, but my favorite time to listen is during the early morning runs. None of my friends are overly excited about meeting me at 4.45 a.m. Shocker, right? And so I rely on my pints with Jack friends to keep me company. You all have run many a mile with me over the last few months. 
And oh. so, thank you, Emmy. I certainly feel far fitter as a result. <laughs> I, I think uh, my, my cars can can tell that I've been working out more. Uh, <laughs> I'd just love to see another person that gets up at uh, four forty-five, a mm-hmm. fellow kindred spirit. I'd be running then. <laughs> yeah. Well, she also told us about the uh, Narnia work she does at the school the, where she is. And she also was the first person to tell me about Carolyn Webber and Surprise by Oxford. And so I'm really hoping she enjoyed my interview with Carolyn earlier this month. And that movie comes out later this month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe we should do an, an event where we all uh, plan to go to the theater together and something like that. I would, but it's not anywhere near me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I needed it oh. to release a little earlier for while we were in Chicago and I could have stood a chance, but yeah, nowhere in Wisconsin. All right. I, I do want to point out that various people waded into the controversy concerning the fallen or unfallen nature of Malacandra. Uh, I didn't count them all up, but I'm going to say that votes mostly fell on the side of Matt. Well, Matt even a blind be, dog uh, finds a bone sometimes. I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a broken uh, a broken clock is right uh, twice a day. Uh, twice a day. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to let uh, Andrew do 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 some more of these. But uh, do you guys remember that we sent a glass to a high schooler who really wanted a pints of Jack glass? She promised it was going to be only for Dr Pepper. Well, uh-huh. she reached out to us again. Her name is Judith, and she is now going to St Mary's College at Matt's alma mater, Notre Dame. No oh, way. Beautiful. I'll have to tell her to come to one of our tailgates. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cheers to you, Judy. Well, actually, if you're listening to this, the we'll be doing um I'll be there for the USC game, but I won't be doing a tailgate. But I do one for Notre Dame's SIBC, which St. Mary's students are allowed to be part of the SIBC too, so she might have heard of it. But yeah, there's gonna be just find a big balloon sticking up and we're gonna do it for the Wake Forest game. Well, and there's a Lewis connection. One of the founding nuns or one of the real important nuns, I think in the forties or 50s at St. Mary's was a correspondence of a correspondence of Jack's. And so there was a connection between the two of them. And G.K. Chesterton came to Notre Dame as a, mm-hmm. as a uh, I don't know, visiting professor. Yeah. Well, carrying on, Mike Gilmore sent us pictures from his visit to Cathedral Cove, New Zealand, where K- Prince Caspian was shot. Joel Hawbaker sent us a tweet saying that his wife bought a copy, bought, brought home a copy of Out of the Silent Planet so that he could follow along this season. Here's to having an excellent wife. Cheers. Uh, he also said he could, yes, cheers to Marie, to Kristen, and to uh, whoever Matt ends up with praying for her uh, on a regular basis too. Absolutely. Joel also said that he could probably fill an entire bookshelf solely with books he heard about on the show. And in some ways, that's following the legacy of C.S. Lewis. Um, how many of us have picked up, uh, for me, certainly, McDonald, Chesterton, Sayers, Tolkien, absolutely. None of these authors would I have ever read if it wasn't through Lewis. And that's one of the great uh, works of Lewis. I think he's an evangelist for good and wide reading. And so we're glad to uh, to follow in Jack's legacy. Scott Kios uh, reached out to tell us his conversion story. He was an atheist in high school, but in college, his best friend bought him a copy of Mere Christianity. And so in 1971, he became a Christian. Ah, Scott, I love that that's your story. And I'm so glad that that is the story of so many uh, as well. Sam sent us a message saying he's binging our back catalog. He said some nice things about David and myself, but he said he primarily wanted to encourage Matt. Matt, (laughs) Uh I love your willingness to be vulnerable. 
as you show us you don't have to have it all together as you struggle with faith and life. I believe you model and demonstrate true integrity. And this integrity gives you insight into Lewis that you'd otherwise not have. And might I humbly offer that your inside is bigger than your outside. <laughs> well, I agree with you, Sam. And here's to Matt. Cheers. <laughs> to Matt and his Thanks, huge Sam. stomach. <laughs> Jesse Estes contacted us to say that he was the person who wrote the ransom poem, which David read on our silent planet retrospective retrospective and that he's continuing to write retrospective you, <laughs> yeah you would think that if i was uh, actually drinking it really did sound like that uh, and that he's continuing to write more silent planet poetry so there will be a link in the show notes pastor jeff patterson sent us an email saying that he's getting all of the c.s lewis society in triad north carolina to listen to us on instagram we heard from tuesday underscore Howie, who sent us a message saying she's an English teach, literature teacher in Northern Ireland. Ooh, Ireland. That's where I just was. Kiss the Blarney Stone. Who loves the I show. wish to apologize to all Irish <laughs> listeners who just heard that accent. And especially to <laughs> Tiffany Howe, uh, who lives in Northern Ireland, not where the Blarney Stone is. <laughs> I was using the word laddie with my friend, and then I looked it up and realized that's more Scottish. It's just lad who loves the show and has just been accepted into the C.S. Lewis Institute Fellows Program next year. Congratulations, Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. <laughs> and also, um, Kristen and I have been doing some wonderful work with the Lewis, uh, the C.S. Lewis Institute. And she's done a number of lectures um, in Washington. Uh, the uh, Joel Woodruff, the president, knows quality when he sees it. And so while we were in D.C., he had her come and do a number of things for the Lewis Institute and didn't have me do anything. <laughs> but he's been very generous about uh, getting word out. And so we're meeting with a few of the other Lewis Institutes uh, around the country with hopes to work together. So what about Cole Parker? Yes. Well, he told us he'd never enjoyed scotch, but that made that we'd made him want to try McAllen 12. He goes and looks at it and he goes, $90. <laughs> what? And so he went for a bottle of wine instead. Maybe someday. My suggestion would be, I think it's 80 to 90% as good as McAllen 12 for like one third the cost is Dewar's White Label. Dewar's mm. White Label is phenomenal for like $25. And that gets you 15 drinks. So it's cheaper, much cheaper than a glass of wine. <laughs> My uh, suggestion is that you get yourself a Bud Summers, who is always so generous <laughs> with us every year. So here's to Bud. To Bud. Cheers. To Bud. Well, speaking of funny interactions, several months ago, I was on the main C.S. Lewis Facebook page, uh, and uh, someone was asking about the book C.S. Lewis's Dangerous Idea. So I posted a link to my interview with Dr. Reppert. And clearly not realizing that I was one of the co-hosts, this person then responded saying that Pines for Jack was one of her favorite podcasts. And I responded saying that I too was rather partial to it. And it was at that point that Penny dropped and she, she thanked us for doing the podcast. And, and she said, I've enjoyed following along as you explore the depths of Lewis and the choice of drinks. Although I'm still torn on the peanut butter whiskey. Matt, when was that? That was like <laughs> season two or three? No, was I was so there awful. for that, I think. Were you there for that? Oh my goodness. That was yeah, like the last, was, I feel like 18 months. Didn't Matt have like all those varietals or something? Oh, the, the less we talk about those, the better. But <laughs> but at the end of it, she says, someday I will remember to leave a good review. 
So I would like to take this moment to ask Charlie Reader Kennicott, have you left us that review yet? Because I don't see it. So five stars, please, and say something nice. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> I also had Edgar Toscano uh, reach out to me. He's a school teacher in El Paso. And he was saying that he has a tradition of giving books to students as they as they leave each year. And this year he was doing Out of the Silent Planet. And he asked me if we had any Pints of Jack bookmarks that he could include. I told him we didn't, but then I went and made them and sent them out to him. Uh, and uh, <laughs> never challenged me. Uh, and, and who knows, Patreon supporters might be getting something rather similar rather soon. Man, but, I should be a Patreon supporter. I want the candles in the book. Oh, yeah, you'd get so much stuff. So much stuff. Austin reached out asking if he could put the Pines with Jack logo on his racing car. Um, I don't quite understand it. it it's, it's, it's a racing game that's streamed on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook, but we apparently have free advertising on his race car. So uh, thank you, Austin. And, uh, and drive faster, do better, win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, further up and further in, Austin. Further so up. Jack yeah, racing exactly. is a huge thing, apparently. Mm. Yeah, Jack doesn't support losers. <laughs> but we do. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, though, the, the, there's, there is great advice from Jack on this topic. Your job is to put your best foot forward, do your best effort, something like that, and then the rest is up to God. Lewis says something like that. Well, and uh, Kristen is fond of quoting from, um, from Horse and His Boy, that um, Bree thought he was running as fast as he could, but when Aslan was chasing from behind, he found that he could press on and go a little faster. So we pray, pray that with, uh, with Aslan uh, behind you, that, uh, that you uh, will go as fast as you possibly can. That's and if you don't, we're going to scratch like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our good friend Jordan from the Lesson Known Lewis podcast, he also contacted us with details about the etymology of Maleldil, something which we discussed on the show. And he sent me some pictures, and in a letter to Victor M. Ham, who also happens to be a resident of Wisconsin, Lewis writes to him saying, You are certainly the best old solar scholar among my readers so far. Mal is really equivalent to the definite article in some of the definite article's uses. Eleldil means a lord or ruler. Maleldil means the lord, i.e., strictly speaking, the old solar not for Deus, so God in Latin, but for Dominus which is Lord, the Lord. And one of the things I do want to say is our listeners are a very creative bunch. Christina Porstian, she mm-hmm. tagged us on Instagram to show us her junk journaling. I would call it scrapbooking, but apparently this is what it's called now. Um, and she's been junk journaling through the different Lewis books that we've been studying. So she's got one for screw tape, etc. Um, also, Bella Bruce, she sent us a message on Instagram of a picture that she had painted of Orwell and Psyche by the river. And I also had a message from J.D. Peabody, author of The Inkwell Chronicles. Uh, it's a book which my wife absolutely loved, so I'm planning on reading that during our little sabbatical coming up. Hmm. Should I leave space in my suitcase if you need to, you know, let that painting travel? Um, <laughs> in our retrospective episode, we chatted about who we might cast in an Out of the Silent Planet movie. Brian Shepard, Paul Alderman, and Katie Mahorter all jumped in with their ideas. For Ransom, suggestions were made including Ewan McGregor from Moulin Rouge, Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ, and Tom Wilkinson from The Full Monty. <laughs> For Divine, we had an array of suggestions, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, 
Willem Dafoe as he portrayed the Green Goblin in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Michael Douglas from Wall Street and Ant-Man, Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic, and Jack Nicholson from As Good As It Gets, and Richard Roxburgh, the Duke in Moulin Rouge. For Weston, a number of good suggestions, Maximilian Schnell from Judgment at Nuremberg, (laughs) James Mason from Lolita, Gene Hackman in The French Connection, and John Lithgow from Third Rock to the Sun. Paul Alderman also sent us a message to say that he thought Ransom's mindfulness and way of dealing with stress and fear, to stand still mentally, reminded him of the litany against fear from Frank Herbert's Dune. And here's what, uh, here's what it says in Dune. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Paul also blames us for turning him on to the Prancing Pony podcast, Guilty as Charged, and he says that he needs more hours in his week just to keep up. He also said that as an as an MS in computer science with a keen interest in AI, he'd like to get some info on Matt's fund so we can pass it along to his financial planner. So I'm sure that we can connect him and Matt. So I know we've each got a couple of slightly longer messages to read. So Tim sent us this one. Hello, Andrew, David, and Matt. Let's get this out (laughs) in front of the trio. Matt, you are my favorite. Wise man. As I have a daughter who is a Notre Dame alum and another who is in her second year at ND. Very great man. I have my wife to thank for finding your podcast. She was in a group at church, and one of the books they they read was Reflections on the Psalms. One of the members mentioned a C.S. Lewis podcast. After too many miles of country western music during a drive last spring from New England, Indiana to North Carolina, she suggested we listen to a podcast she had heard of. We listened to several of the podcasts on the remainder of the drive back. We'd rented a cottage near the town of Black Mountain, which happens to be pretty darn close to Montreat, which we had heard about in one of the episodes. So we spent some time there. Fast forward to now, I've listened to all of the podcasts. Whoa, ambitious, man. Drive time commutes made enjoyable. In the 10 months since that trip, I have also read several Lewis books. England, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland are on my wife and my travel wish list. The discussions on the podcast of Oxford have reinforced that vision. Just last week, our youngest daughter, a second-year architecture student, was awarded a summer scholarship to study classical architecture at Cambridge University. She's going to have a phenomenal time. Notre Dame does fantastic with the Oxford-Cambridge programs. So it looks like it's time to go to England. Matt or David or Andrew, if you were going to England in early August for seven to 10 days, what would your Lewis bucket list look like? Now, I did reply to this with some yeah. suggestions, but each of you, give, give, me, give me another one. What would you suggest for someone going to England in August? So is this August past or August next? Let's say August next. I would suggest because to do August pass first thing is they need to invent a time machine well we could use that (laughs) well I would suggest actually let's set up some time I'd be happy to spend 15 or 20 minutes with you do a zoom or a phone call and make some suggestions 
Um, when it comes to Cambridge, you want to go to the grounds of Maudlin College, Cambridge. Um, and they're open, they're free. And Lewis talks when in his resignation letter, he talks about haunting the gardens of um, the fellows, uh, the fellows garden at Maudlin College. You also want to go to the Pickerel Inn. No, 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 no. I said one. Just I said one? one. You get okay. one. Just you one. should stop by the Pickerel Inn on your way to the Maudlin Fellows Garden in Cambridge. <laughs> there you go. Matt? So I would suggest... After start getting a pint at Terce Tavern, you make your way to Maudlin College as well, and except the Oxford version of it. And I do love Addison's Walk. Mm -hmm. I'm biased. That's where I read a number of Lewis's books. That's where I fell in love with Lewis. I actually kind of went off the beaten path in like this little wooded area and just sat by a tree. There's a little cafe there. The college gardens are yes. stunning. Um I think if I had one suggestion, which I wanted to squeeze in turf in the same time, because you know, why not? Um, that would be it. So I guess a pub and a place. I love it. David, what's your one? Um, I don't know. I, I would say just wander around and there will always be a classical music concert in a church somewhere. Go into the first one you see. Okay. <laughs> well, and I think that as a group, we can say, have a, have a pint at one of the pubs that Lewis frequented in Oxford and they grab the number nine bus and go up into where the kilns and Holy Trinity and the graveside. Excellent suggestion. Well, my final message is from Greg C. He wrote, Dear David, I've been enjoying my way through your podcast in publication order, of course. So forgive me if my comments may have already been overcome by events in later episodes. I've already given your Splendid Adventure a five-star rating, but I have been considering downgrading my assessment to full stars for two shortfalls that have become more and more irritating as I go through the episodes. Fortunately, decisive action on your part can forestall this event. The two shortfalls are the lack of cheers, clink of glasses, and the failure to schedule a repeat appearance of your most delightful guest to date. In regard to the first shortfall, the clink of glass after your cheers toast during the first season bespoke comradeship and conviviality. The lack of the cheerful clink since then has been disturbing and disheartening. <laughs> this is especially true since the fix is so easy. You continually add in the sound of an extremely clunky door at both the beginning and end of the podcast, but the addition of a simple clink of glasses has been to date beyond your prowess. This is particularly vexing since you are now farming out the editing. I could simply order your minion to make it so. <laughs> Please take corrective action on this problem as soon as possible. The second shortfall is also, I believe, completely in your power to address. I'm talking about your failure to schedule the repeat appearance of your most delightful guest to date, Marie. Mm. I see on your website that you have an in with her, and I'm hopeful you can make a return <laughs> appearance happen soon. If so, I'd be willing to listen to that episode out of publication order, just for the pleasure of hearing her insights and comments. Hoping for your speedy action, Greg. To Greg. That was clever. <laughs> By the way, we should clarify things that um, we are Taylor's minions. <laughs> He's not <laughs> ours. David, you should go get Marie to say hi right now. I thought you had Marie in the background. Like, all right, Marie, come make an appearance. <laughs> no. Wait till he gets a taste for Alexander. He probably hasn't had that yet. Mm -hmm. It's going to make up for everything. It's become a six star. <laughs> <laughs> I love this next one from Aaron. Dear David, Matt, and Andrew, hello, gentlemen. I hope that this message finds you well. It does. I have never emailed, messaged, or interacted with Pints with Jack in this way before. We've been waiting for you. The reason for which will be explained momentarily. My name is Aaron, 
and I've been subscribed to, or at least listening to, the podcast for a little over two years now. That being said, I have only been listening regularly and trying to catch up for about the past six months. For some context as to how far behind I am on the show, I love this. And here are uh, listeners, here are six bulleted um, uh, standards of behindness. Um, One, I don't even know who Andrew is behind. I am David and Marie have just started dating behind. I am Matt has just moved from New York behind. I am at the end of season two behind. I am COVID has not yet happened in the world behind. And I am Lover was Taylor Swift's most recent album (laughs) behind. (laughs) So this will likely be a long message, but that's okay, Aaron. We welcome You're also missing nothing because there's nothing from Taylor Swift after Lover. Let's just be honest. I'm just going to say it right now. (laughs) But I hope that it will be an interesting or entertaining message at least. One might ask why I'm only messaging the podcast now. In season two, David mentions that Matt's hair is blonde, and I immediately had to look up the YouTube channel to see what each of you looked like. I was then, for the lack of a better world, shooketh by what each of you looked like. In my mind, for the past two years, David has looked like Tom Felton, current, not Harry Potter era, and Matt has looked like Jake Johnson from the season season one of New Girl. So in other words, if you ever need to garner some views for the YouTube channel, just tell listeners of the podcast what you really look like. I really would have loved, by the way, it would have been great to know what she would, who she would have chosen after the fact now. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to, to get like the before and after, but I'm genuinely, I got to go look up who this Jake Johnson is. I'm so, the thing is I'm going to have to listen to some of the new girl episodes because Clearly, my personality is what reminds her of that if this was before she knew what I looked like. And so I'm like, what is this person's personality? Well, Matt, because I did these show notes, his name is hyperlinked, so you can just go and click on the notes. Yeah. I even foresaw this. (laughs) I might now have to listen simultaneously to the new season while catching up on the old season on double speed. To move past the entertaining part to the slightly more substantial part, I want to thank you all for doing this podcast for these last few years. I was introduced to the podcast by a coach and spiritual mentor that I had in high school, and it has been it has since been vital to my relationship with Christ and Christianity, both emotionally and academically. Pints with Jack was also my first introduction to C.S. Lewis, and I would like to thank you all for that as well. Among other things, the podcast has taught me the importance of prayer and of surrounding myself with a community of believers, and it has allowed me to more more deeply to enjoy, analyze, and understand Christian literature. Through listening to you all drink on air, I have also developed a better understanding of Christians and alcohol. Growing up in a Southern Baptist church, the two options relating to alcohol that I had previously been exposed to were that you either did not drink alcohol ever or that you were an alcoholic. Thank you for being an example of a healthy relationship with alcohol. I feel that it is important to mention that I now also quote C.S. Lewis or reference a C.S. Lewis podcast that I listen to far too often. Aaron, I don't think that's possible. Thanks in part to Pints with Jack, I was able to meet my good friend, Michelle. We are both a part of a Christian fellowship group at our university, and when we discovered that we had both just started reading C.S. Lewis, we had our own, what, you two moment, and immediately became friends. Oh, that makes my heart so glad. Thank you again for all Mm -hmm. that you do. Further up and further in, cheers, Aaron McVeigh. 
Oh, Aaron, what a wonderful note. And there's that was so a great much in one. there. <laughs> you know, I think it was Chesterton uh, who said, we should thank the God who gave us beer and wine by not drinking too much of them. Um, and so I appreciate very much the thoughtfulness of that response. And we're so, I'm, I'm over the moon that somebody had a what you two moment because of anything that we have done. I love it. Well, this evening we've been asking an audience question at the end of each episode. Thank you all who wrote in. But I did want to read out one particular response from Timothy. Greetings, dear brothers. May God bless you richly as I have been blessed by your podcast. I'm an American who has been living in York, England for the past 20 years and married to an English woman. I enjoy the cultural interplay on your show. (laughs) I'm writing in response to your question of the week. Tell us about a moment where you went from ignorance to empathy. This is great. Here goes. I have a son called Caleb who is 11 years old, but due to his Down syndrome is much younger in many ways. When he was nine, I became very frustrated, angry, because in one particular regard, he had done something disgusting, which most children grow out of, about the age of three or four. In my frustration, I cried out to God and said something like, what is the point of Caleb? Why did you make him? I'm afraid that growing up, I put a lot of importance on intellectual pursuit. But for the grace of God, I would be displaying the sort of snobbishness that Weston displayed towards Ransom. So I had this outburst towards the Lord and I felt him say to me, so what if I made him useless in order to display my overflowing generosity? And anyways, what use are you to me? You are also constantly in need of my grace. He reminded me of the story of Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. He was the crippled son of uh, King Saul who David showed grace to. Mephibosheth. Ah, thank you. I was at that moment overwhelmed with the goodness of God. Since that time, I have been much better able to overlook Caleb's immaturity and enjoy life with him, knowing that the joy of life and ignorance of the things that complicate it is one of the purposes for which God made him and gave him to me. I love that line where God said to him, what use are you to me? Mm. Well, and if it hadn't been for Ransom saving Harry, he wouldn't have saved the universe, right? Mm. Well, gentlemen, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say? I just can't wait for these letters. Mm. <laughs> well, it's uh, it sounds pandering, but I don't care. I think that we have some of the best and most thoughtful listeners uh, of any podcast. And I think that that's true, not because of our own efforts, but because of the willingness that we have had to, to put in the time. And David, the gargantuan, um, you know, Herculean effort. Uh, I think that anytime fans of Lewis get together, they find a growing friendship. And um, that's one of the greatest things, honestly, in my life. I was not trying to date my wife when I met her the first time. I just wanted to talk to somebody else who loved Lewis. And that led to the greatest gift in my life. And uh, and David showing up at Cal Poly Pomona and with his Pints with Jack sticker on his, on his laptop and coming to my sessions and reaching out uh, has led to another real grace to be part of this podcast. And listeners, it's because of you that we, uh, that we share. Uh, it's not, we don't do it for you. We do it with you. And the fact that you are passionate about this and, uh, and find some pleasure too just uh, gives me great joy. What? You too? Yes, you too. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that is really what I love about these final season finale episodes where we share some reviews and some some letters. I'm just always struck by the overwhelming positivity mm-hmm. and gratitude mm-hmm. in the Lewis community. And it definitely becomes greater than the sum of its parts. 
This is one of the reasons why we're doing a C.S. Lewis reading day to bring more of that out into the open. So yes, so thank you all for following along with us this past season. Keep a lookout for me on the Men With Chests podcast. I should be on there soon talking about The Great Divorce. Don't forget to celebrate Sidecar Day in September with a Sidecar cocktail. And please feel free to contact us through all of the usual ways. Contact Pints for Jack, the contact us form on the website, social media. And also keep an eye out for the Golden Key audiobook, which should be appearing on Patreon about now. Well, I'm thrilled that I'll be actually with KJ from the C.S. Lewis Institute on Sidecar Day. So we'll make sure to raise a glass there in Wheaton uh, on that day. Uh, it comes to the time, one of my favorite uh, parts of the show, to give thanks. And we certainly thank our audio engineers, Taylor and Sarah. Uh, we also thank our top tier supporters, Alex and James, Matt 1 and Matt 2. We thank Eric and Marvin and Joel and Amanda. Thanks to Thomas and Bud and Shane, to Kay and Paul and Gillis and Gary. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Chris and John. Thank you, James and Kate. Thanks to Peter and David and Angela and Rowdy. We pray for our listeners and all uh, prayer requests on our Slack channel every Tuesday. And we'd like to thank you all for continuing to listen uh, to this effort that we have. If you've enjoyed this episode, please write us a review wherever you listen to this podcast so that we can read it out at the end of next season. And we'll be back at the end of November, so please join us then. When we'll continue going further up and further in. Prost. Cheers. Eulage Jack Charge. You guys are trouble. <laughs> <laughs>